Hello world, welcome to the Chinwag Junkie. On today's episode I spoke with Mark Fu. Mark's from New Zealand, he used to be a builder, but when the government restrictions came in, he uh, unfortunately had to give that up and decided to get involved in crypto. Mark is worried about government overreach, uh, vaccine mandates, all the all the usual things that most people are worried about. Um, it was a good conversation. I can't wait to have him back on, and I hope you enjoy. Cheers. Any hard questions? like And there's obviously, in a situation like this, there's all sorts of difficult questions that you could ask um, a leader in this situation, but um, she doesn't get asked any hard questions, questions and, and she very much sticks to ask, um, getting questions from the same two reporters. So uh, when I say that there's, there's no sort of media that's um, offering a counter of opinion, there is, but it's not, it's not in the mainstream, right? It's um, yeah. small publications and, and um, people putting out blogs and um, definitely nobody that has a slot on TV um, has a sort of counter opinion and no one that hosts a major radio station, although we did used to have that, those people have slowly been getting fired. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, they're just mysteriously retiring and we, we sort of all know why. Um, being pushed out. So, yeah, that's, yeah, they're definitely being pushed out, in my opinion. And some of them have sort of come out afterwards and said that they, they, that they were pushed out. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you can't have a free country without a free press, right? And, no, definitely um, not. The other thing that we've got happening in New Zealand, and I don't know if you, you guys you guys know about this, I actually saw Sky News did a piece on it, right? So you might have seen it, is that our government has set up a like a sort of a, a media slush fund um, where the, the government is actually giving the media grants. And it's big money. It's a $55 million slush fund. And there's a and, and it's called the uh, Public Interest Journalism Fund. So you can, you can look that up. And there's a whole bunch of criteria that a, um, a journalist needs to meet if they're writing a piece um, and they want uh, to get a grant from this fund and included in a lot of that criteria is basically a lot of um, uh, points there. They have to basically agree on the government's agenda on this point, this point, and this point. Uh, I know it's shocking, right? Because <laughs> that's, that's blatant bribery, but they're doing it and they're getting away with it. And I think the reason they're getting away with it is because the media loves it, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and like... they're all they're all at the table, so they're not gonna um, come out and slam the government. Hey, stop stop giving us millions of dollars. They're not gonna do that. And the opposition are in a difficult situation because if they start calling out. The media is gonna be like, well, obviously the party's gonna stop if if they ever get in. And um and so the media are gonna be aligned against the opposition if the opposition call them out on it. You know, it's a difficult situation if you're. Uh, in opposition, you don't want to call out the media for taking bribes because it's going to be really hard to, to win an election with the media um, oh, not yeah. wanting, basically, who's, who, having an invested interest in not getting you elected and, and you not being elected, right? Yeah, who's going to run that story? No one in the world. Yeah, exactly. No yeah, yeah. For people who don't like money. Yeah. And, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, there's only a few sort of small independent guys out there doing that who basically, because they're so... Um, anti um this government have been for a long time they wouldn't get a look in on that slush fund anyway so no 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 way so speaking of small independents uh there's a guy named real rockshan over here you would have you would have seen you would have definitely okay might have seen him (laughs) yeah he's uh he's blown up to put it mildly Um, what's his name sorry real rockshan real rockshan okay you have to send me a link so i can have a look man yeah sure so um he he was a wedding photographer at the start of this. He's a Victorian dude, and um, 
he just went down to the protests and took all his camera gear and uh, just started filming. And uh, our mainstream, me- or can't even call it mainstream because the- anyway, our uh, corporate media it it yeah. has gone on on the attack against him in particular, but yep. uh, people like him. Um, Avi Yemeni is another one. Um, yeah, I um I watch I watch his videos sometimes. I, I quite like him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty, pretty much the same, you know, they get down in there, they, they just show RV is more opinionated than real rock Chan and yeah, they have gone after, um, uh, rook Chan to no end. Uh, there was a piece on, yep. there was a piece on, uh, ABC that this media watch type thing is of shit, but, um, saying that he's not a real a real journalist and everything, and he yeah. he freely admits all over his Facebook, like, no, he's not. He's not a journalist. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, yeah. He shouldn't yeah. be doing this in the first place. Um, when you he just does lives on on Facebook, and and um, yeah, like the the amount of people that are watching his lives on the protests and commenting in support of these protesters and all the rest of it when the last ones went through, it was it's really telling that you know people don't want the authoritarian fucking uh, bullshit that, you know, particularly Daniel Andrews is, is pushing at yeah. the moment. Like, like, yeah, like the, Melbourne celebrated the other day that they were the most locked down city in the world. You know, it's... Yeah, it's, it's kind just, of unbelievable, eh? Yeah. And you don't know what, you don't know, you don't actually have a fair gauge. It's really hard to gauge what, what the general public thinks, right? Because... I mean, a lot of what we're seeing here is, oh, well, look at our vaccination rate. It's getting up to 89% now. Well, that must be 89% of people are in agreement. Well, that doesn't mean that at all, obviously, because no. they've got a gun to their head. Yeah, it's 89% <laughs> want to go to fucking work. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, I mean, how do we work out how many people are just folding because they're desperate to get back to work? It doesn't mean they agree with um, being vaccinated. I've got heaps of friends who have been vaccinated simply because they um, want to put food on the table. Yeah. And that's yeah. not a decision that you don't want to make medical decisions based on anything other than your health, right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, that used to be common sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, w- I work with a, a lot of guys that, um, that they've been vaccinated so that they can get back into Queensland for the, for work. So yeah. they live in New South Wales. Um, one guy, <laughs> Up until very recently, he spent seven months in Queensland, which means he didn't go home for seven months because he wouldn't be able to get back in. Um, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't. This is. This is. So the vaccine was out, but it was sort of up in the air how they were going to deal with it, with the border and whatnot coming back into Queensland because it's been closed for a long, long time. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and basically, if he went home, he's got to do the. He's not an essential worker, so he has to do the 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 uh, what do you call it the the quarantine, right? So if he, yep. if he does that, then he misses out on work anyway. So he could he he didn't have a, he didn't have a choice. He he went out. He's been vaccinated, um, and it was only so he could go home. Really, yep. just so yep. he could go home or get back to work. Yeah. Lots of lots of people in in that situation getting vaccinated, but yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's so wrong, man. And and the I don't know what you you guys are doing over there. I imagine it's pretty much the same. But there's just no, um, it's almost like all of the the reported deaths, um, 
that are being put out. We have uh, MedSafe here, which, um, you know, people report the deaths to or whatever, or they monitor people for up to 21 days. Oh, yeah. All of these deaths are just, it seems to me, they're just cast to the side and, and written off as being, you know, they call them natural deaths. They mm. say, well, we've done this modelling and, and um, we would expect to see that many deaths if you vaccinate this amount of people in that amount of time. And that actually, to, to a certain extent, that, that makes some sense, right? Like, obviously, if you vaccinate um, four or five million doses or whatever, well, obviously, some people are going to die during that, and obviously, some of that will have nothing to do with the vaccine. The problem I've got is that um, I, run, I run the numbers, right? Like, I went into, uh, and I deep-dived into 11 years of, of influenza statistics, right? Because they're all, they have got the safety reports for all of them, so anyone can go and look at that stuff. And... What I found is that over 11 years of influenza reports, um, generally, like in the whole year, um, you'd have like one death and then the next year there'd be like no deaths and then the next year there would be like three. And so very consistently got these really low numbers. And um, so over the last 11 years, we did 13.6 million doses of the flu vaccine, right? And we've done uh, our last report, we're up to 5.6 million COVID, right? So there's done way more flu doses and there's been 15 reported deaths in those 11 years. Right, and um, all of them were, of course, they said it's nothing to do with the flu, right? And that, that's kind of believable, right? Because 13.6 sure. million doses, 15 yeah. deaths, right? That's believable. Well, we've had 86 deaths, and these are just the officially reported deaths. 86 deaths, and we're in a smaller time frame. So if you say, well, a certain amount of people will die naturally, well, you increase the time, you're going to increase the people that die naturally, right? All of this is just common sense. Um, so if you vaccinate a whole lot of people in a shorter amount of time, uh, well, there should be less natural deaths per dose, like deaths per dose. Yeah. And so we're only done 5.6 million. There should be way less deaths, right? That's what we would expect to see. But we've got 86. Those are official. There's other people keeping a less official, um, and they're, they're way over 200. Um, so we've got a group called the NZDOS, NZ uh, Doctors Speaking Out for Science, mm-hmm. speaking out with science, and they're keeping their own record uh, of people who have died after being vaccinated. And that last time I looked, they were, they were over 200. But... I mean, people will dispute those figures, right? So, but if you, you don't have to go with those figures, even if you go with the statistics that the government's willing to, to put out, if we assume that all these people are just dying naturally, well, fuck, mate, people who get the COVID vaccine are really unlucky. If you, it, it's over 1,300%. They're over 1,300% more unlucky um, to die by pure coincidence. Um, and and I'm, called a, I'm called a quack for... Um, going hey that's not right that should be investigated sure <laughs> sure absolutely i've been called a conspiracy yeah. theorist to my face a few times especially with ivermectin yeah. So- yeah, oh yeah yeah same thing <laughs> look they just announced the in the, the national institute of health i'm pretty sure uh in conjun- conjunction with the cdc has just announced that they're actually going to be running trials on ivermectin or they've they've commissioned trials on it yeah so which is um, and it's an admission that it's worth looking into right yeah after all this time yeah, I got sent, I got sent a story, probably the one you're talking about, but I got sent that story. Is that Alan with, Jones? <laughs> mm, no, it wasn't. No, no, it was a NIH um, NIH website, like the the link uh, to the NIH website showing uh, the the procedures for you know dealing with with uh, COVID that they currently have. And about halfway down the page, I've shared it a thousand times now, but yeah, about halfway down the page, it, it says that there's ivermectin there. And um, it, it, yeah, right. And it has, it's on the NIH website. I know it's American, but you know, fucking, 
it's not like there. You've got to, you've got to trust some statistics somewhere, eh? Like sure, and and, and you've they got to get your data somewhere. And they have, um, they have link to all the ongoing trials that they have for ivermectin. And there's 86 going at the moment. 40 are completed, and 40 show yep. that they have some, some to uh, significant effect on. The yep. likelihood um, of surviving COVID nineteen, the likelihood of uh, not developing severe symptoms of of uh, COVID nineteen, and it all depends on. But it, each one says it depends on when you receive it. So early on is written everywhere. Yeah. You have to get it early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early treatment. The issue, the issue with that in Australia, particularly where I am in Queensland, is. Doctors aren't allowed to prescribe ivermectin. Politicians, 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 not doctors, not a fucking board of doctors or directors or, you know, whatever. They decided that ivermectin was not a treatment for COVID-19. So, and that if a doctor does prescribe it to one of their patients, um, they face fines uh, and all yep. the way up to losing their medical license for for yeah we're the, for we're the same here we've medicine. actually banned it from coming in like people have been trying to order it and they've been stopping it at the border and it's like hang on we've got a medicine here that's won a Nobel Peace Prize and it's listed in the WHO essential medicines it's one of the well most well known that millions of doses in Africa over the years it's one of the most well known trusted safest medicines uh, on the planet. And we're blocking it for some reason. Like they just rolled it out in India, right? In three or four different states. So they, in a lot of states in India, they've sort of had a um, advice that you know you can take it and doctors can prescribe it. Um, but then in some in some states, they went to the to the lengths of um, actually making up uh, early treatment kits and going door to door and giving them to all of their citizens, right? And they've had an immediate and massive drop off in the number of uh, cases and deaths. Have you seen this data? Uh, I haven't seen it. I've read the stories about it, though. Um, but, yeah, I, really do, good I do website. know what you're talking about. There is a really good website that you can compare overall cases of a uh, country, and often if the country is big enough, you can break it down by states as well. Uh-huh. Uh, it's John, John Hopkins, uh, John Hopkins COVID stats or something like that. Just bring it up there for you. And... Um, yeah, basically, you can go to those individual states in India where they've rolled it out, and you can just see for yourself that in the last twenty-eight days, it's just COVID's just dived, dived off a hill, right? And, and it's all, um, in and all the places where ivermectin's been handed out, where they've got, where they've uh, handed it out as an early treatment. So in some places where there's just sort of been advice that you can take, it. So a lot of people are going, "Oh, look, they're taking it everywhere, but they've got inconsistent results." But well, no, there's places where they've been suggesting people take it, and there's been places where they've been using it only in hospitals when someone's already buggered, mm-hmm. um, which all the studies show that's not when you give it to them, right? But in the states where they've gone out and hand, handed it out door to door, the main one being Uttar Pradesh, and that's four. Uh, Sorry, 240 million people, right? And it's India, you know. They're, yeah. they're living on top of each other, mate. Yeah. They're, they're condensed. But they're living in squalor. It's not like where we live, you know, where it's all nice and there's fresh air everywhere. These people live in, in squalor. They've got everything going against them. And they're only 20%, uh, last time I checked, they're only 20% uh, vaccinated. But they, the 240 million people, the last time I looked, they had eight deaths in the last eight days and only 300 and something cases, right? So this is a huge, huge drop-off. Um, but we're going so to ignore not that. Not only though. are there the studies, yeah. Not only are there the studies, but then there's reality that back mm. up the studies. And we're getting told to just um, 
no, just ignore that. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, that, like, no, I'm not going to ignore that. <laughs> well, if you do what you're told, you'll ignore it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there's the other. Here's another thing that I, I found interesting. Um, this is a good exercise for any for anyone that sort of wants to try and sort of get to the, the truth of things. Is to um, uh, now Google's not the best search engine to, to use anyway. But um, you can DuckDuckGo is good is, is good, but because it's not so um, skewed, right? You're not mm. getting served up propaganda intentionally. But uh, one thing you can do on Google is you can do an advanced search. And um, you can set the time that you want to search in, right? So you can say, I only want results before 2017. And, and that'll oh, yeah. throw up a bunch of results that are um, not politicized by the pandemic, right? And something that, that is really interesting is if you look up hydroxychloroquine uh, or just chloroquine, because hydroxychloroquine is just like a um, less, uh, 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 it's just uh, chloroquine, but it's not as strong, right? Yeah. Um, if you look that up um, using that advanced search, what you'll find is that, um, it was undisputed as a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus before the pandemic. That was undisputed. The NIH, which is the organization that Fauci runs, published a paper in 2005, which literally said, hey, look, this is a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus. Um, lots of studies, like you can find heaps of them, studies on you know, people, clinical studies, studies on mice and stuff that show it. But then all of a sudden, um, Trump's doctor, he would have known about it, right? Because he's a doctor suggested, hey, why don't you take this? Or why don't people take this? And they started looking at trials and stuff. But then Trump said it, which is the, the catalyst for oh, it yeah. becoming, right? So the second he said it, it became politically advan- advantageous to destroy it, start calling it fish cleaner, right? Like, and um, yeah, it becomes really obvious when you do a Google, Google search. And the same thing with ivermectin, right? Ivermectin is well known to have viral, antiviral properties. And it's always been known to to, to have those properties that's undisputed and it's, these these are the reasons why doctors started using it like you don't get the doctors like in hospitals all around the world and heaps and heaps of different places but these guys are on the front lines they all took made their own decision to start using ivermectin like doctors don't look on facebook and go oh i saw some um you know gary from uh, indonesia saying ivermectin or maybe maybe i'll try that no they're, they're doctors right they do things because they've got a clinical reason um, for doing them, not because they saw some Yahoo on Facebook. Saying they, they practice so medicine. That's what they do. They w- yeah. they went yeah. and they learnt and they fucking practice medicine. And basically, that's what <laughs> has been stopped. Like I said, particularly in Queensland, doctors aren't allowed to practice medicine. They can't look at yeah, the, they can't um, look at the successes from other countries. They can't look at the stats from. They can't. They can't look at at anything from anywhere if it yep. doesn't come from a trusted Australian source. Yeah. And unfortunately, Australian government has total control over everything that we see, and I'm sure it's the same there. Yeah, yeah we've had a couple of guys hauled, hauled before the medical council for speaking out, and I know one of them has lost his practice. Ooh. Um, maybe two. Um. But there's a lot of guys that are speaking out and who are yet to yet to be hauled before the medical council. I just saw a video yesterday of a guy, of a doctor uh, from in Northland, Northland, north of uh, Auckland, basically coming out and saying, um, "Hey, look, I've had a look at the data. Um, there's more deaths reported in, in America alone. There's more deaths reported from this vaccine than 10 years of all other vaccines combined. And based on that, I can't recommend that my clients." take it now if you if other doctors want to recommend that their clients take it that's fine but he said he's not going to tell his clients they should um, play russian roulette or um, be you know 
sacrificed on the on the altar of medical ex, ex, experimentation. Um, no matter how much people say you're selfish, what about other people and all this, those aren't real arguments, are they? Like, no, definitely not. I, I've you never... must have had that argument a few times. Oh yeah. So, and it always comes back. Like I take all the vaccines that I've taken. I've taken them for me to protect yep. me from fucking polio, from you know whatever the case may be. Like yep. I don't think that me taking a vaccine is going to protect anyone else they didn't get if they didn't get it they're not protected this is this, yeah it's how it's not really that hard like no if you want to get it fine get it if it's, you it's, don't yeah, it's pretty standard but i mean the, the the easier argument to make is um i'm allowed to be selfish like even that if too. even if Very you could make so. a great argument that me getting vaccinated will protect um little timmy down the road who can't get vaccinated even if you could make that argument, there is a risk involved with being vaccinated and I'm within my rights to be selfish. That's not against the law. <laughs> no, definitely not. But, but the, I mean, the fact is that, like we talked about before, the chances of somebody my age who's fit and healthy, like I, I run a few Ks every week, right? Um, I, don't, I don't have chronic asthma. I don't have any underlying health conditions, right? So the chances of me ending up in hospital are incredibly slim. So that, that's, you know, the chance of me taking a hospital bed away from some kid down the road later on is astronomically small. And, um, you know, as we're seeing now, there's no, there's no, there doesn't seem to be any correlation around the world between um, high numbers of uh, vac- a vaccinated population and, and cases. No. There's a study out of Harvard, which you've probably seen, um, if you're anything like me, someone would have sent it to you. There's a study out of Harvard, 63 countries, 2,000-something states in America that, that you know, Harvard, it's not a, um, they're not nobodies. Little backward public, country, bloody yeah, university yeah. somewhere. Yeah, published by the NIH. So all the people that are like, trust the experts, trust the science, you can put that in front of them and be like, hey, are these guys trustworthy? And um, they show no correlation. There's, there's, there's no correlation. So if there's no correlation, then the vaccine's not working. No, yeah. Well, um, as, as far as I can tell with the vaccine and, you know, say whatever, not a doctor or whatever, but, you know, it seems pretty obvious that the vaccine, it stops you getting chronically ill. You know, if you were, if you were going to get really sick, like you were saying, if you, if you had your COVID yeah. morbidities and all that sort of thing, it probably helps you out there. It it's probably it's it's pretty evident that it does do that. For yes, every if for everyone else, it seems to do fuck all. Like Israel yeah, and the UK. Yeah, it's a waste of time if, if you don't. Yeah, if you fit into the category of people who have that such a high survival rate. Yeah. Um, which is actually everybody. Um, but then yeah, yeah. everybody without a co- everybody without underlying health conditions. Um, then there's just no need to do it, and especially now that they're trying to vaccinate kids, right? Because Kids had just astronomically small. Their, their death rate is so small. I, I've done, I've done the, the numbers, and based on the death rate, if all the under-18s in New Zealand caught COVID, almost none, almost nobody would die, right? Like, it's 100 – sorry, it's six. It's six in one million. That's the death rate for under-18, six in one million. We've got 1.1 million people under 18 in New Zealand, roughly. So that's six people, but that's six. But those, but that's with underlying. These people have an average of those underlying health conditions as well, right? So if you just vaccinated those people with underlying health conditions, boom, there you go. That's all. You, that's all you need to do. If, if the vaccine's safe, which I don't, you know, I sort of the jury's sort of out on that a little bit. I'm seeing statistics that I don't like. Lots of 
unexplained deaths that need investigation. It's not enough for me to say, hey, it's definitely killing people. I, I don't know that. So that's the other thing too. Like, uh, I mean, if, if you come out with, if you gave everyone in the world aspirin, penicillin, these really helpful, known, they, they, they know everything about there. There is to know about this shit. Yeah. If you gave that to everyone in the world, you're gonna have bad reactions. People are gonna yeah, die from this will shit. Yeah. Kill some right? people. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 W- why is it a surprise when there's a brand new vaccine out and people are saying they don't want to have it? They think they might have a bad reaction. Whatever. They're trying to hide numbers from like official numbers. Why? Why the hell would you? Why is that surprising? Why would it be surprising that that would happen? I don't get that. Yeah. It's just, well, I don't get a lot that's fucking happened in the last two years, but, you know. Well, it all makes sense if you take the view that, oh, shit, they're just trying to sell vaccines. If you take the conspiracy theorist viewpoint and you go, okay, um, does this make sense if the goal is just to sell as many fucking vaccines as possible? Almost everything makes sense when you look at it from that angle. For sure. For sure, yes. Now, why would you rubbish ivermectin? Easy. You, you don't want to sell ivermectin, and you're not making enough money on that. Simple. Like, like, basically, everything that doesn't make sense suddenly makes sense when you're just trying to sell vaccines. It costs a dollar a packet. What are you talking about? Can't yeah, make money on that. Yeah, and then there's this new one, right? Um, Molnupiravir. Are you guys talking about that in Australia as well? Mm, no. Okay, so there's um, a drug company called Merck, right? Yeah. M-E-R-C-K, Merck. And... They've come out with this new drug called Molnupirva. Now, they've done a study okay. of, of, gee, I, don't quote me on this, but I think it was less than 1,000 people. It was really small anyway. They've done this really small clinical trial of it. And it's been rushed through FDA for approval. And um, and so it's an early treatment yeah. drug, right? Yeah. Sorry, now, I, do, I do know what you're talking about. I didn't know what it was called, but I do know what you're oh, talking okay, about. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So... They've got like a 40x markup on it, right? So yeah. 40 times, and so it's about 700, 700 I think, US dollars uh, per, per person, right? Yeah, Ooh. no, it's just, un, it's unbelievable, right? And um, now, obviously by pure coincidence, mm. Merck had the patent for ivermectin all the way up until 1996. So these guys had the patent for ivermectin all the way up to 1996, and at that point, anyone can make it, right? So they're not, no longer make it. So they make like two or three dollars a, a, a if, if they were to pump it out for everybody, it'd be like two or three dollars a dose. Yeah. Um, now, if you have a look at the clinical trials of ivermectin and you have a look at the results of the clinical trials of molnupirava, um, they do the same thing. So they Too have close. a different structure. They have right. a different structure. Like if, you, if you're a chemist, um, you look at it under the microscope, they have a different structure. But I, I know because of what we went through in New Zealand with the party pills, right? Well, we used to have legal highs in New Zealand. I don't think you guys had them in Aussie, but mm-hmm. we had legal party pills, right? These things, they were like taking ecstasy and stuff. Really? Basically, but they had a, yeah, they had a different act, didn't have MDMA and they had a different active ingredient that wasn't banned. And we didn't have like, at the time, we didn't have like a, blank, a blanket recreational drug rule or anything like that. Here, we had specific substances were banned, right? Uh-huh. So what these chemists did is they had, they came up with this, um, this uh, drug and, and uh, people were buying them from the local dairies and stuff for, for a really long time well, while the government tried to work through legislation to ban them, right? So they'd, And they would ban one specific one. And then the chemists would just go you know, into the lab and they'd just create another one with a, basically a different structure that because they knew how it worked, how, how it actually tri- made you trip or whatever. 
and so they're just going to the um because i've got a, a friend and his friend was the guy that that did the whole that um was selling them he was the party pool guy and that's basically what they did they just picked up a different batch with a different structure and they go oh here's another one this one's not banned and that's how they got away with it until they eventually come up with legislation to just ban recreational highs in general mm-hmm. um and so it's very it is definitely possible to go into the chemist and cook up a batch of of something that has a different structure but does the same thing and if you look at the way ivermectin um inhibits the virus it does the same thing as this new wonder drug it's just 40 you know oh, 700 times uh le- less crazy. the price <laughs> that is crazy <laughs> it's that just unbelievable mental. and and then the other thing is if you have a look at who the major shareholders of Merck are, surprise, surprise, same shareholders as Pfizer. Oh yeah, of course, right? That, like that, that, at that, this that. point, at this point, you expect that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so I seen something on your on your Facebook page. Um, it was a an interview with Jacinta. Um, she was saying that the the reporter was questioning her about the a two a two tier social system. And oh yeah, yep, yep. She she said, "Yeah, that's exactly what we've done." That to me, yeah, it was even unbelievable to me. That is even unbelievable to me that she didn't um, try to sort of obfuscate the issue and beat around the bush and sort of make out like it wasn't some wasn't what it is. She was just like, "Yeah, well, that's exactly what we're doing." Yeah, because even even that shocked me. Like even even the worst of them, Dan Andrews here in Australia, he's he's still sort of fucking jostling and you know trying not to say the exact words that yeah. you know call the spade a spade it's exactly yeah. the same thing but he he isn't coming out and saying it yet he at least he has the um self-awareness to know how that looks yeah yeah <laughs> like what Whereas, has, has, what's the general feeling like in in not on on, on the fucking media like in in your circle of friends in your well in, your, in my my circle of friends, the people that I talk to, are, are, are all generally on the same page. Um, when I shouldn't say people I talk to. I talk to a lot of people that don't agree with me all the time. But um, me too. But my <laughs> friends and my circle of <laughs> circle of friends are generally on the same page. That what the fuck? Like that's not right. You can't do that. And um, this is this is the um, it, it's not it's not being an alarmist to say that this is literally the first step that Hitler took against the Jews. And may not go in the same direction as that, but that's exactly what he did. He first thing he did was he made it illegal for them to work for the state, which is exactly what we've done. You know, if you're a frontline worker, healthcare workers, and teachers, right? I mean, that's the bulk of people working for the state. Um, you have to be vaccinated. You have to be vaccinated, or, or you can't work for the state, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the same thing that the Nazis did with the Jews, and then um, and then basically a two tier two tiers of, of citizenship, with um, one being shunned from society and and one not, and like you know, obviously it's not the same situation, but um, those are the those are a- actions that should raise the red flag, right? Yeah, I, I've always thought like it's it's not it's not so much what this government will do with all these new powers, these new fucking legislation, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's what happens in you know ten years time. Who's going to be in power then? It might well be fucking Hitler reincarnated, right? Yeah, that's right. They're not going. They don't roll back powers once they no. give themselves powers. Um, they don't. It ne- you know they don't take them off themselves later. It never happens. It only goes one way. Only goes one way. Yeah. And yeah, so that's been a worry for mine. Like you know, whether you what do you whether you think what's happening is justifiable right now, 
uh, if it doesn't get if it doesn't get stopped when it's yeah. when it was said that it was meant to be stopped and it hasn't here, sure it's the same there. Uh, it's not going to go away. And like I said, in ten or fifteen years, like who's going to be who's going to be steering the ship? Who's it? It yeah, might it might exactly. not be it might not be someone that you think doesn't matter what side you're on at the moment. You might think everything's justified, but in ten years it might it might be someone that you hate and that is after yeah. you. And what happens then? It's way too late by then. Way too late. Yeah, it's the, it's the same as um, the the hate speech laws that they're trying to bring in here. They want to bring in and and um, and they keep saying to people, look, you might agree with people um, being silenced or speaking out against Islam, for example, or 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 whatever, and that's fine if you hold that opinion. Uh, but once they introduce these hate laws, they're going to be enforced by um, the, the political party who's in power at the time, right? So the next party that gets in, they might decide that they don't like um, that, that speaking out in favour of socialism is hate speech. Or if you um, say anything against capitalism, that might be hate speech, right? So it's very easy for um, laws that get put in now that people are happy with and they think are justified to be used against them based, based on who's in power at the time. Yeah, sure. So, what are the what are the let's talk about that. What are, what are the what are the hate speech laws that that are trying? To, how are they different to what you well, have now at the moment? Like well, at the moment, we we only have um, incitement to violence. Uh huh. Um, so basically, you can say whatever you want uh, unless you are giving a, a, basically an instruction or a call for someone to go out and, and commit physical violence against someone. Is that and protected? they basically want to change that. Sorry, is that, that? Pro- is that protected in New Zealand? Free speech now currently is still protected. It is? Um, it is, yes. But uh, other than, you know, like I can't jump online and say, hey, um, I think someone should kill this person or, you know, or no, anything like, like that. And that, for sure. that's fine, right? Like uh, everyone, everyone agrees that you shouldn't tell people to go out and commit violent acts, but that's not, that's not being disputed. But the new hate speech that laws that they're bringing in, like they're still, um, you know, drafting them, but they're not, you know, they're finding it quite hard to specifically say um, what hate speech is, you know, like at the moment from some of the sort of pre-drafting that I've seen, it's sort of, it's almost like, well, you won't be allowed to offend anyone. And they're like, well, well, no, that's not what it means. But they can't, they're still being unable to sort of say what the legislation will look like. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like. But as far as I'm concerned, you can't, you can't legislate against hate speech any further than what we already have, you know, incitement to violence, um, without it being able to be taken advantage of. And abused by whoever's in power at the time. Yeah, the for silence sure. People, the silence opinions that they don't like. For sure, um, the, the perpetually uh, offended will will be able to yeah. use that to their advantage everywhere for everything. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's our right. Um, people don't don't have to like it, but if I hate something, I, I have the right to hate something, right? And I have the right to say so. Like, you know, like people in America have been saying they hate Donald Trump for years, and should they be arrested? Well, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> you know. It's, fine yeah it's fine if they feel that way you know like i hate just under a dune well hate's a strong word i really don't like her and some of the things that i've said about her could be could be seen as hateful i suppose depending on which way you wanted to look at it and well, the same under, as under the new laws they probably could be people have been visited by the police for saying things about just under a dune um just really? as a caution like yeah it's actually happened yeah people have, have filmed it um, so like I'm, make a post on facebook or something 
yes, yeah, yeah, post on Facebook, please come around to the house. And the guy's just sort of saying, hey, look, well, you know, that's what I think. That's my opinion. I'm allowed to say that. And the guy, the police is like, yes, well, it can be very offensive. And the guy's like, so what, mate? <laughs> You're offending me now by coming around to my house can be um, being the thought police, right? So that's offensive. So, you know, being offensive is, um, it's our right to be offensive. Yes, verbally. yes, yes. So like that you can't, d- I, um, sorry, go. Yeah, that's that sort of thing. That was uh, very foreign. Something that happened, you know, over there, sort of thing, um, in some third world country, say. But uh, that sort of thing started happening in in Victoria early last year. Um, they were saying that you know posts on Facebook, and uh, yeah, the police were. I'm sure you've probably seen a couple of the videos. Police were coming around and arresting people yes. for for making posts. Um, yeah, lot- what's happening in Aussie has gone so much further than what we have yet. You guys have been a lot less. Well, actually, to be fair, you guys were in lockdown in in Victoria and stuff for a lot longer, and I think that you know people will get broken here as well eventually because at the moment there's no end in sight for this lockdown, and Auckland businesses are dying. And uh, we'll get to the point too where pe- there is. Um, protests and that those protests become violent. I've sort of got no doubt because you can just see it. I mean, people are really getting desperate, man. Yeah. So um, one of the bound to happen. one of the things about the protests, I know, I know, everywhere you read about them, it's violent protests. But that real Rookshan guy that I was talking about earlier. So if you go on his uh, Facebook and have a look, he was right there when the first violent protest broke out. And it was all one-sided from the police. Like there yeah, was... yeah, yeah. You're right, and I've seen, I have seen that side of it. Because I, I watch all of um, Arby's videos on that uh-huh. as well, and he's yeah, he would have showed it for sure. The, you know, you've seen that video of the police smashing down a seventy-year-old yeah. woman and then pepper spraying her while she's on the ground, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. And fortunately, we haven't got to that point here. We've had some protests. I went to a protest the other week, um, and but we've taken a sort of a different approach over here. Our protests have been picnics, and people take their kids. Oh yeah, yeah. And, we've started uh, those now. Um, down in Melbourne, there yeah. was one because uh, because Melbourne's opened up. They celebrated their Freedom Day. That's what you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah there was their a big... treat. Some of our citizens like like pre World War Two Jew yeah. Day. Yeah. Days. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the re- <laughs> the restaurants were finally allowed to be opened, which is great. Um, yep. They should have never been made to close. That's that's rock. But anyway, uh, and yeah, across the road, there's just hundreds literally hundreds of people with their families all having a picnic just on the side on the on the walkway there yeah and that's really smart right because mm. it disarms the police the police can't come in there and start bashing people around when everyone's got their kids there yeah yeah i thought that the way we our organizers of the protest have been doing that has been has been really smart so hopefully the protests here keep growing um but yeah yeah so the um the other thing the protests over here they got they got hit hard really hard so um when when the police basically got humiliated uh down there in uh in well in sydney as well but in victoria um they they just rolled out everything that they have on offer every time there there's a a a spark that could uh uh, make a a protest you know erupt they just they just roll everything out uh, Sydney, they shock and awe campaign, eh? Yeah, basically, yeah. So Sydney, Sydney, yeah. uh, they just they just called in the police. Like l- l- there was literally police in Sydney. I mean, called in the police, called in the army. 
Uh, that yep. was literally. I saw that. They shooting people with rubber bullets, eh? That was the police. That was the police. Oh, right. Yeah, and that was in in Melbourne, but uh, in in uh, Sydney, yeah, they had the the army was rolled in there. Um, that was before. What's her name? God, before she got kicked out anyway. Oh, Gladys, whatever her name is. Beryl Jicklin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's the deal with her? Because I saw that she resigned. I was like, oh yeah, suck it. But um, but I, I don't know what the the deal is. I, I've heard that um that she might have been taking lobbyist money from Big Pharma. But is that is that out in the open now, or is that just an accusation at this point? So uh, when it first broke, um, it was a huge story. It's everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Uh, she's been yep. she's being uh, investigated for corruption, and that was one of yep. the one of the you know the key things that they were looking into. And since nothing. It is, it is, she resigned yeah. and I was, the investigation just goes nowhere. I was so hoping it wasn't going to happen that way. Um, yeah. But, but I sort of had a feeling that it was, uh, I hope stuff is still happening in the background and you know, the media is just, you know, it's, it's not selling the, the sort of tickets that they want it to sell. So I hope it's still happening in the background. Um, basically for the sheer fact Yeah, I wouldn't that if, hold out much hope if I were you. These people seem to be. Uh, very protected. It's the same here, and it's far out. It's so bad in the United States. Uh, what they get away with over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, I hope it. I hope it's happening in the background because if if she gets done for corruption, um, I th- I feel like all the other premiers will back off majorly. Uh, yeah, because you know their independent bodies in their start in the states that they're ruling over no other way to put it at the moment um yeah i think they'll they'll look into them as well so i'm hoping hoping yeah. but like yeah. you said well I mean, it's just, you just got to hope that the um the system isn't completely rotten to the core like it is in america you know there's so many so many examples of um people that should have been had to account Fauci's one of them yeah, well, and yeah. they're just not right and um and we, we have the same same thing happens here um now the other thing I wanted to ask you about is: uh, have have you guys are you guys over there talking about um, what this uh, vaccine passport system, this basically this new system of um, you know stop and go, or you can enter here, you can't enter here, um, might be abused for in the future? Because here, and you, I don't know if you guys are the same, but we, you know we've declared a climate emergency in New Zealand. Apparently, we're living in a climate emergency, mm-hmm. and these mm-hmm. are all emergency powers. So you know it doesn't take a um, uh, an expert in, in logic to um, to put the two together and, and say that these emergency powers might be used for the climate emergency. Um, I'm well, sort of thinking that yeah, we might we, we might um, be adding carbon points to our um, vaccine passport system at some stage. What do you guys think about that? So that what is it? The Mastercard, the Black Card, is it CO2 yeah, yeah. card? Something along them lines. Like this, yeah, they are making one. Yeah, yeah, they've they've already come up with the idea. Like these are companies that are realizing wh- the direction that governments are going. You know, yeah, and I don't blame the company for making this this CO2 card or whatever it is. They they the 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 Australian and New Zealand government's going to welcome that with open arms and dish out yeah. heaps of money. You know, that's what that's what business. Yeah, well, it's does. an obvious direction. If, it's an obvious direction to appease the greenies. If you are, you know, running a Mastercard or a Visa or something to put out something like that, 
and you could argue that that it's purely innocent, right? There's going to be some people and that want to track their carbon um, score based on what they're buying, and that they'll you know buy into that, and that's all fine. But I think that it's yeah, the tool that the government's going to a government yes. like ours that believes um, that the world's going to end if we don't sort this out, and it's their job to save everybody. Um, they're going to jump on that and they're not going to be afraid to squash people's freedoms based on that and restrict people to a certain amount of meat eating a week and that because they believe the world's at stake, right? And what wouldn't you do in the pursuit of saving the world? <laughs> not much. Well, you only have to look past two years to know that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah. our S- Scott Morrison is fucking dim-witted as he is. Um, he hasn't. He hasn't done that. He's committed Australia to uh, net zero. I think by twenty fifty. I think the go is. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people saying that it had never happened, especially the way that we're tracking. It'll never happen. Um, I'm all for. So just to get it out there, I'm all for renewable energy. Um, yeah. I think. I think it's a technology that that uh, will benefit us in the future. Um, I don't agree with with uh, taxpayers funding any sort of energy. Um, you know, we, we've got a, a, a green scheme, if you want to call it that, where we uh, the taxpayers fund renewable energy. They pump massive right. amounts uh, of money into yeah. it. Uh, yeah, with, uh, carbon credits for companies that are using renewable energy and stuff mm, like that. I'm not sure about the carbon credits. I'm just talking about the research mainly. Um, research oh, and, deve- yeah, yeah. and development in... Uh, in yeah. Like from taxpayers uh, going to private business to develop yeah. renewable energy. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with uh, taxpayer money going to uh, oil and gas either, though. So, yeah, that's, yeah, what, yeah, that's exactly. where I stand. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you're being objective. That, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I, I look, I'm, I'm about to build a house. There'll be solar panels on my house. Um, I'm yeah. all for renewable energy. I'm not yeah. for the, I think that. Everybody who's sane agrees that we should be trying to pollute the planet less. Yes. Um, and we should be trying to conserve our um, non-renewable resources. Like that's just, um, that's common sense. Everybody's on board with that. Um, but then there's a whole other argument that the world's going to end. And I really think that even the people who are saying it um, in the science community scientific community i don't know if a lot of them even believe it they i think they just they, they see the world being polluted and they also understand that a lot of people aren't going to take any action unless there's um unless they have something to fear from um not taking action or, or whatever they understand that fear is a tool that works and so they put out all this modeling and you know what modeling's like you can make mm-hmm. a modeling say just about whatever you want and um, I think that's what we're seeing because the models always seem to be wrong, right? When it comes to um, pollution, you know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about that fucking island of plastic that's in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, worried about. Yeah, How about we put some money into finding ways to get rid of fucking plastic properly or stop yeah. using it, start using some hemp products, some fucking thing like that. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. It just, it's, it seems like there's no money in, in that. Going back, yeah, to it's all about it's all about money, and I think there is an agenda for. Um, uh, I don't know if I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say if the, the guys at the very top that are sort of behind all this really believe in climate change or or whether or not it's just a means of power and control. It's just a coincidence that all of the 
the things they need to put in place to stop climate change happen to give them more power, more money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard to say, but yeah, I agree with you, man. We need to clean up the oceans and stuff like that. Everybody, everybody agrees with that stuff, though. But they're not really doing much about it. Nothing. It's like, um, what do we do here? Um, we banned um straws. We straws, banned yeah, straws. we've got that. Yeah, ban the straws. Right, but but in these cups, they've still got plastic lids. Mm-hmm. Right, but the plastic lid that didn't get trending. Right, the plastic lid that wasn't trending. Yep. Yeah, so we got, didn't get banned. So we got this incoherent garbage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got the same. We 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 drink out of plastic straws now. You know, whatever. Uh, but, paper straws, yeah. But but the the plastic bag that the that the paper straw comes in. What the fuck's the point? Like, I'd, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got on. all this incoherency in it. <laughs> um, and basically, what I think what happened is the straw thing just got trending on Instagram and on Facebook and stuff, and and it became a a call to action that the government just had to step in and become a hero. That turtle and, video um, got it going. Yeah, right. And but if they really cared, they would have banned, banned the lid that's plastic as well, and for the sure. plastic wrapper, and for sure, and and everything, right? And yeah. it's just yeah, we've we've actually banned and um, we've banned. Jacinda Ardern, she came in, she banned oil exploration in New Zealand. Did you know about that? No, I did not. No so oil she, exploration. Um, she um stopped issuing permits basically uh-huh. um, so no new permits and um but and basically their sort of thinking was well there's a lot of existing permits right and they will run out they won't run out for a while so we'll have time to figure out um how to re- how to re- um, replace all of that energy we're getting from the oil industry or whatever with renewables blah 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 blah. but um what actually happened is all those companies went hey we don't have a future anymore and so they started looking at other things and stuff. And so a lot of them ended up shutting down. She basically destroyed the whole of the Taranaki oil industry almost overnight. Uh-huh. Thousands of people out of jobs. Um, and now um, to make up for for that, we're importing record numbers of dirty coal from Indonesia for our power. Like it's just really? unbelievable the amount of coal we're... Yeah, so our emissions are uh, through the roof. Like she's setting... Like, you know, this world-renowned greenie is um, setting records in carbon emissions in New Zealand. Um, through importing dirty coal from Indonesia, because she closed it, because she, yeah, because she shut down the oil industry, basically. Yep. Yeah. So it's just an example of, um, you know, the, the 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 politicians on the far left do this sort of thing all the time, man. They come up with something. They think it sounds like a great idea. They put no real um, planning. Um, no, they don't do any forecasts on what might happen. They don't talk to people about it, and that's you know that. It's to be expected because most of these people have never owned a business. They they haven't, you know, they're in academia or whatever. They've got no fucking idea. So they come in, they do something like that. They destroy an entire industry, and then it, it has the opposite effect of of well, what they wanted. It's like uh, I actually saw a doco last night about how they killed all the sparrows in China because they were eating the wheat. Did you have, did you know about that? No, no. Communists decided well they're eating one percent of our wheat, and we've got a lot of people to feed. So they went on a spree and they killed heaps of the Chinese sparrow, but the Chinese sparrow was eating all of the um, the um, grasshoppers and, and the locusts and all that, That right? So they ended up in a, in a famine, mate. Millions of people died. This is a long time ago, right? Just another example of the socialists. Uh, they don't come from a, a business background where you plan things out and then you, you've got good management skills to oversee it and you're good at forecasting things. They, they come from a background of activism mm. and um don't get me wrong, activists have done some great things in the past, but they're not typically business people who can plan things and, and um, you know, yeah, get for all sure. the relevant information in, so they fuck everything up. Look, if, socialist, <laughs> if socialists understood economics, they wouldn't be socialists, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, where do you where do you see all of the fucking shit that is going on at the moment? Where do you see it ending? Do you see it ending? Do you see it getting worse? What's your uh, what's your prediction? Complete opinion. Well, but for for New Zealand, it's going to get. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I think that people are waking up really quickly, man. Like, um, really fast. You know, like I've always been very outspoken about my opposition to Jacinda Ardern. I've sort of seen for a long, long time, ever since she first got in, sort of seen straight through, straight through her. And so I've been outspoken about that. And for that reason. A lot of people that are, used to be my friends on Facebook have sort of deleted me or whatever. And mm-hmm. and um, but what I've seen recently is that um, I'm almost getting like a following now on Facebook. Because so many people are starting to resonate with what I've been saying. Heaps of people who I haven't spoken to in a long time, and I assume it's because they didn't agree with my views, are reconnecting with me. And um, even if they're not prepared to speak out about it publicly. Um, I'm getting invited into lots and lots of different um, very, very big Facebook chats, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you would be involved in a few of those that are going around. They're getting really big, man. So there's a lot of people now that are in opposition. So it's not going to be too much longer. Like, I mean, it's obviously getting really draconian and businesses are really starting to hurt mm-hmm. and the inflation's going up as well. And so it won't be long before everybody's feeling it. So I think there is an end in sight. I don't know how much more pain people can take, um, but basically it won't stop until Jacinda Ardern can clearly see she's lost the majority of support because, you know, politicians only have, you know, they have sort of three goals, right? The first goal is to get elected. The second goal is to stay elected. And the third goal is to is whatever agenda they have for the country. And the third, the third one's like distant, distant last. So if she starts to think that she might not win the next election, um, she'll start to change her tune. That's what I think anyway. And so, yeah, people just need to keep pushing back and um and being vocal about their opposition and eventually she'll she'll buckle. I think she will buckle, but I think she'll lose the next election anyway. Um unfortunately the um the other parties they have sort of similar they're better in a lot of ways, but they have similar ideas. So Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know is the answer. Yeah. I'm yeah. hopeful. It's yeah, I'm I'm hopeful as well. Um pretty pessimistic at the to- at the moment but <laughs> i am hopeful for the future um with the with the queensland premier i'm really surprised she won palajay won uh got re-elected um i thought yeah. she would, i th- i was i was i was pretty confident she would be out um but yeah i remember that i, I was confident too i thought that she'd be out as well and, but uh, somehow she swung it, and apparently there's more support for her than there was, you know, the previous election. I don't know how that happens, but you know, um, a lot of people it just just since then, uh, same similar thing to what you're saying. You know, people are realizing that that there is no reason that the border should be fucking hard shut like it is. Like, uh, yeah, you know. A lot of a lot of people are just not believing the 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 corporate media anymore. So, I am hopeful for the future. Uh, I, th- I think it will turn around here in Australia, um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Cool, man. Well, um, look, I, I wish you luck, man. Yeah, thanks it'll be very um, much. it'll be good to to maybe catch up in a, in a month or so or something and um, see how you're getting on over there. See see if anything's changed. Fuck yeah, I'd be down for that. 
Cool, man. That'd be good. All right. Well, it sounds like we're wrapping things up. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um, can I get some information off, off you so I don't spell your name wrong? Not that it's real hard yeah, one sure. to spell, but, uh, you know, what you do and all that sort of stuff, just just a spiel. I'll just listen to it a hundred times and write it up in my... Yeah, sure. Uh, well, um, well, coming into this whole thing, I was actually a, a uh, builder running my own construction business. Oh, right. And, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I was doing at the start of this. Although, I've, uh, since 2017, I've always owned some Bitcoin and had um, an investment in cryptocurrencies and stuff. And then... Uh, when the lockdowns first hit, they basically destroyed my building business because I had work lined up with clients who were like, "Hey, we don't know what's going on now. We need to cancel uh-huh. Uh-huh. cancel these projects and stuff." And so, um, my my guys that were working for me when they started working for someone else, and then and then, um, at the same time, I had a knee surgery uh, around that time. I had a knee surgery, so I was off anyway. And um, in that time, I started. Uh, I, I was I was already doing a lot of learning about cryptocurrencies and trading and stuff. I did a lot of court, like I did heaps of courses involved my, I sort of got myself involved in different crypto communities online and sort of settled up to anyone that I could learn off of and stuff and and um, then and at a certain point I sort of started I started my own Facebook group to help other people because it's such a pitfall man you can lose so much money in, sure, in crypto sure. I'll try to I'll try to cut this story pretty as short as I can but basically I started a group to help other people avoid those pitfalls and then when I started getting good at trading, because I was trading all day after when I had my surgery, I started posting my trades online and other people were following them and making money. I started to build a bit of a following. So to cut a long story short, I sort of timed, um, at the time I sort of um, was supposed to go back to work um, and because I had um, income protection insurance um, that was sort of paying, paying for me to get by. I knew roughly when that was going to end, I sort of launched a new business right at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it's just a membership fee people pay to to see what I'm trading and become part of the community. Uh, so that's actually gone really well. So that's what I do full time nice. now. I research I research new cryptocurrencies and um and uh, and I've got a whole community online. I use Discord um, of, of people that are basically following following my trades and uh, and also contributing their own. So they pay to be part of a community. They've got a really good community of guys that are uh, looking out for and helping each other. And also, you know, we bring new people into the community, teach them all the common sense stuff um, with investing, you know, risk management and all that sort of stuff that stops people from getting burned. Because just about everybody gets burned in crypto because it's just so, it does this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when your money's doing this, you get very emotional and you start making stupid decisions. It's actually all common sense. You're just teaching people how to have common sense. Um when your money's going up, down, up, down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's sort of the crux. So that's that's what I do full time now, man. I, I I teach people about cryptocurrency. I've got um, courses and and a good membership group, and and obviously I've got my own investments as well. So you're talking about altcoins, yeah? So not yeah, the, yeah. Well, um, so yeah, not we, the, I mean, I uh, all of them, everything, yeah, everything. But yep. um, but we have a focus on finding early projects. Uh-huh. And and investing a small amount of money in them early because if you find something early enough, you don't have to invest a lot of money in them. Man. Like we um, cashed out an investment just um, this month. Sure. Now we invested uh, one thousand dollars was the maximum. One thousand US was the maximum maximum at the time to invest. This was uh, one year ago, and it had a one year vesting period, uh-huh. which means you don't get, you don't get any of your tokens for a whole year. So we had half of our tokens released the other uh, on the sixteenth of October. Over sixty thousand dollars US returned and we've only got half of them right so we've still got the other half is investing 
And so that's just one example. That's the best example we've had, actually, to be to be honest. We haven't yeah. had one better than that yet. But I've had some other really, really good ones that and consistently really quite good results. Um, so, yeah, so finding early, early projects uh, means that you don't need to risk a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have, you can have three or four or five where all your money gets lost if your next one is a big winner. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't tend to happen to us. But um, just, just to make the point that it's so much less risky than going and buying um, $50,000 worth of Bitcoin, right? Um, because obviously, obviously in the bear market, Bitcoin crashes, it usually loses heaps of its value. Um, it's fine. It's, you know, people still invest in Bitcoin, but it's just that with this, these early cryptocurrencies, you just, you just don't have to risk as much. And so that's what we go for. We're mainly uh, focused on the gaming, the new gaming cryptocurrency. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Do you have any, would, you have would, any experience in it? I would love to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and Polkadot. Polkadot is one that is the ones that oh, I've yeah. uh, uh, sort of got. I uh, haven't traded huge amounts of money. Um, yeah. And likewise, made a bit, but not huge amounts. Um, yep. But... I like Bitcoin mainly because it's oh, and Ethereum as well. Um, mainly because it seems to be I don't want to use the term mainstream, but um, it seems like it could potentially get to the point where it is another currency. If you if you understand right, what yep. I mean, so like a parallel yep, sure. com- currency where a, a lot of people are using it. Um, yeah, I feel like Bitcoin, if any of them are going to do it, it'll be Bitcoin. Um, yeah, yeah, cool, man. My, are, we, my, are we just shooting shit now or are we still on your podcast? Uh, no, just shooting shit. <laughs> okay, cool, man, cool. Sweet. Well, yeah, man. Um, hang on a sec. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Bitcoin for me is, Bitcoin is more of a store of value, so more sort of comparable to like gold. Uh-huh. Um, or whatever. Ethereum is a, a smart contract platform, um, so it's, it's not really designed to be an everyday currency as such, but it's still very relevant. I, I've got heaps of Ethereum and I've got heaps of Polkadot as well, so there's two ticks um, for <laughs> cool. your investment. Yeah. Cool. And there's nothing wrong with having there's nothing wrong with having Bitcoin either. I just I just think there's more room for um, there's um, more upside in, in having some of the smaller cryptocurrencies. So the ones that that you're talking about, Ethereum and Polkadot, we call those um, layer ones, so smart contract platforms. Yeah. Um, Polkadot um, is probably going to go really, really well over the next month, I'd say. Over the next month? So, uh, yeah, over the next month. They've got this thing called their parachain <laughs> option. It's hard, hard to explain if you don't know too much about it. happening on uh, around uh, November the 5th or something. So uh-huh. basically, basically, Polkadot has is, is basically been lying in wait, and it's just about to go live. Um, and so all of the, the people that invested in up until this point, it's all been sort of speculation, and it's just sort of about to become reality. Yeah, right. Um, so, so that's really good. But the, the gaming cryptos are, are the ones where that I think are really going to become mainstream and, and change the world because people can, um, with Ethereum and all the other crypto cryptos, you've got to have, it takes quite a level of understanding to sort of know what the hell you're talking about, right? But everybody can understand a game. Like everybody can jump on a game on the Xbox or on the PC, a first-person shooter, a role-playing game, and instantly understand it. And and um, that can be marketed to millions and millions of people who will use that. Oh, speaking of which, um, is Mark Fu the only Facebook page you've got? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got lots. I've got my my um, I've got my business group and stuff. It's uh, facebook.com/groups/slash 
alt ignition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And and my website is altcoinignition.io. All right. Sweet That's man. Right. All right. Well, cheers for the chat. All right. Yeah. That was good. No, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Sweet man. I'll right, we'll talk again soon, eh? Yeah. Have a good day. See you later. You too, mate. Stay strong. See ya. All right, thanks very much. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you check out Mark's Facebook and and uh, websites, and I'll see you next time. Keep it real.